I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. Nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. This type of film making never break. Confessors over these 808. If you're doing cold calls, thinking about doing cold calls, or having issues with your cold calls, then in this episode, we are going to dive into that so I can tell you exactly what you need to do. Let's talk about cold calling. So this is a controversial topic that so many people are like, cold calling sucks, it doesn't work, whatever. And I'm here to tell you that it 1,000% does work depending on exactly how you execute it. I've personally made millions of dollars on the phone over the course of my technical sales career as we at MFG Tribe and at Technical Sales University train and help our clients with their sales teams, literally seeing progress every single day. Some companies that we're involved with, we're very intimate in their sales process where we create the scripts, we coach a team, we go through everything as ingrained into their sales team as possible, and we see results with the methods that I put out there as this is exactly how you should do it. So there is a method to the madness. This is not something that I just had did 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever. This is stuff that we're doing today, literally this week, literally Two hours ago, had a call with a client to go through some stuff. So let's first talk about the purpose, the purpose of the cold call. You guys already know what the purpose is, but I'm here to beat it into your head again. If you're in sales, you're trying to close deals. In order to close deals, you have methods to reach out to those people. Whether marketing has qualified and said, this is a marketing qualified lead. Now it's on you sales guys to qualify yourself. This person has raised their hand and asked for more information. There's different methods to bring new leads and opportunities into your pipeline but nothing can beat picking up the phone and actually calling somebody and pulling them into it. So you can't wait in industrial and in, in the manufacturing industry, everything's about timing. Marketing standpoint's about timing. Sales is about timing. You don't want to wait. If you call someone today and they say no, you may call them a day or a week later and they say, actually, we do have a need. So the phone, the purpose of the phone is to pull waiting out of the equation. Instead of waiting for them to read an email, waiting for them to accept your LinkedIn connection request, waiting for them to respond to something or waiting for them to say, yes, I am interested in more information. This is a way for you to be proactive and be able to pull those people in. That's the whole purpose of the phone. Now, why have we gotten away from doing the phone? Because people don't like doing it. Do I love doing cold calls? No, but will I do them because they make us money? Absolutely. At the end of the day, it works. It works to a certain degree, and we'll go into those levels of what type of expectations you should have, but it does work. It's another tool in your toolbox of ways to be able to bring opportunities into your pipeline. Salespeople that think that cold calling doesn't work, I'm here to 100% tell you that it's because most likely they don't like doing it. Is it going to work like it used to work 10 years ago, 20 years ago? No, it's not. No different than cold visits, no different than email marketing, no different than trade shows, no different than postal mail that you send to people. Those things lose effectiveness over time. Nothing can beat literally calling somebody and asking for their attention and asking for their business. So now that we've got the purpose out of the way, the next thing we're going to talk about is the goals. What are the goals that I would set for our clients that have us involved in their sales process? What are the goals that I have here at MFG Tribe? The weekly goals for making phone calls, if you're a salesperson and that is your job, is 500 a week. 500 a week, and you're like, dude, there's no way you can do 500 a week. I call BS on that. Now, if you don't have a support team, if you're doing all your quotes, you're doing all your pricing, you're managing the accounts once you, once you get them, I just look at it 
Simple from a standpoint of there's eight hours in a day, 40 hours in a week, right? If you're in sales, you should be working longer than that, my opinion. There is enough time for you to knock out 100 phone calls. It's only 100 phone calls a day. How long could that possibly take you, right? You may be like, oh, dude, that takes me so long. I'm here to tell you to make 100 phone calls in one day. It should take you about three hours. As long as the process is set up, it should take you about three hours. So if you look at your eight-hour day, can you set aside three hours? Now, I'm not going to go into like you should make the calls between 10 and 11 and not after one and all those things because the data is showing that a lot of times people are not answering the other line, right? I've known that for years. When I first started MFG Tribe, primarily what we did seven years ago was do lead generation for industrial companies. We were making thousands of phone calls a week. I've got all that data plus everything new and relevant to be able to show most of the time you're leaving a voicemail. So if you know that, it does not really matter to a certain level, what time of day you call because most time you're going to be leaving a voicemail. But going back to that goal of 500 a week, most people are going to say that that's crazy. I'm here to tell you that if you want to see activity, things that you are doing today are not always and most of the time will not result in opportunities today or this week. In this industry, everything takes time. Actions that you take today are setting things up for your pipeline weeks or months down the road. So you have to put in the work this week to give you opportunities for the future. If you pause and don't do cold calls and aren't doing that sales activity, then that eventually affects your pipeline. Now you may be saying, dude, I'm seeing progress in other areas, so I don't need to do cold calls. But you're, be, you're able to reach people in those other areas, but there is a large group that you won't be able to reach in those other areas, whether it's LinkedIn or through email that they prefer to deal with people on the phone. Understand the demographic of who you're going after, right? You're dealing with engineers, purchasing people, things like that, operations people. Are they getting cold calls a ton? Probably not as many as emails that they're getting because email marketing is somewhat of a like less personal approach, right? Like I could send out a thousand emails in a second, but I can't make a thousand phone calls. And a lot of people have shifted to let's do email marketing cold calling doesn't work. So as the market shifts and is doing it less, it's not because it doesn't work. It's because they're just at the end of the day lazy. They've convinced themselves that doesn't work. And so while people are doing that, you should be going right and being like, less people are calling this person. They may not be in their office all the time, but if less people are hitting them up that way, I can get their attention quicker if I do that. So the goal of 100 a day is not unrealistic. I can guarantee if that's all that you did, you can make a few hundred phone calls a day. Even after you set in fatigue, even after you say, I had a 15 minute conversation, I had a 20 minute conversation with somebody, even after you add all that up, maybe you're at three and a half hours to do 100 phone calls. What ends up happening is it becomes repetitive. You start to get down on yourself. You're not talking to anybody. You're, you're starting to be like, this isn't working. I want to deal now because sales is all about like, it's like painting a wall, instant gratification. That's what you want. But if you're in sales, you know that, that doesn't happen. You have to put in the work first, just like growing grass, and then eventually you will get the outcome of it. You sales managers out there, dude, go to your sales team and be like, 500 calls a week, guys. Like, that's what I expect you to do. Or maybe they're traveling and they have to do other things and cold visits and they're, they're going on site to customers. So it's not realistic to do 500. But for anybody that is sitting remote or in an office that is not traveling, that is not spending hours a day in meetings doing things, 500 is not unrealistic. Take that goal and maybe reduce it down slightly to say like, hey, for you guys, I know you're doing X, Y, and Z, but 
you got three hours a day. I want you to make 300 calls a week, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays are your travel days. Don't make calls on those days. Or those days you're working, working home or you've got these demos or you've got these installs or you've got these client meetings with supply chain people, whatever it is, maybe you reduce it to 300, but it should not be any less than that. So that is the goal that you should be after is 500 calls a week. Don't make excuses and don't allow your sales team to make excuses against that. Next thing we're talking about is the process, the process and the scripts, the scripts that you should be using. What should you be saying? The process should be this simple. You have some sort of CRM system. You have some sort of list that you're working off of. You have phone numbers for it. Ideally, you have some sort of integration with your CRM system to where you're not physically using your phone. You're using a, a VoIP system that's integrated. So like for HubSpot, integrating AirCall into it. So where you could go on a contact name, click, I want to call this person, AirCall pulls up, logs the call, makes the call. You can take notes while you're doing it. That's the most efficient way to do it. If you don't have a system like that, I would highly recommend looking into it. AirCall is cheap. There's other people out there. I feel like AirCall is the best in the marketplace right now. Regardless of your CRM system, see what they integrate in. If you're using Zoho or Salesforce or whatever you're using to, to manage your contacts and your data, find a system that can integrate to where people can literally click on that contact record and make a call. Once you make the call, you need to have step two already done, which is you're going to call somebody. You need to send them an email after you call them. Tell them that you just left a voicemail. No different than when you send somebody an email. Ideally, you send them an email 20 minutes later, an hour later, two hours later, you are now calling to follow up on that email. So you really want to make those two things go hand in hand. Now, I understand if you're doing things at scale and you sent out a thousand emails to your contacts today, by the time you get to those thousand people, if you're doing 500 a week, that's going to be two weeks. So you can't say, I just sent you an email today. I'm calling you, but you can just say, I sent you an email last week. I sent you an email a couple of days ago. I'm following up on that to have a conversation. That should be the way that you're doing the process. Trying to avoid using the phone, it's all about efficiency. Because if you look at the numbers, right, if you make 100 phone calls from our data that we collect and the stuff that we do for our clients, we're showing that roughly eight to maybe 14% of the time you actually talk to somebody. So if you know that going into it, look, I'm gonna make 100 phone calls, I'm only gonna talk to eight to 14 people, then you're trying to burn through, leave those voicemails as fast as absolutely possible to, so that way you can get into actually having conversations and talking to somebody live. But you have to have your system set up to be able to do that efficiently. From a script standpoint, we tell people here that from a, like, if you're leaving a lot of voicemails, what you're going to do, you're going to leave 60, 70, 80, 90 voicemails a day, your voicemail should be under 20 seconds. It should not be a long voicemail. It should not be a long pitch. Nobody listens to long voicemails. If you think about your own situation, somebody leaves you a long voicemail from your, on your cell phone, you're going to look at the transcription, skim through it, and that's it. If you don't have transcription and it's on your desk phone, you do not want a three-minute long voicemail unless that is a voicemail from somebody that you are interested in what they have to say. But most people aren't, right? Because these are cold calls. Even if they're a quote-unquote warmer lead, they've engaged with opening emails and marketing has said this person is qualified, it's still you know, considered a cold call because they've never talked to you before. It's just a little bit warmer, right? It's not ice cold. It's, let's call it, just a little cold. It's like Texas cold, just not, just not in February. Knowing that, you want to leave a 20-second voicemail. Your voicemail should literally be, hey, Laura, this is Kyle with Manufacturing Tribe. We are an industrial sales and marketing company. Just want to talk to you about how we're helping other businesses. If you could give me a call back on my cell phone number, leave it. 
time yourself, write out your script. It should be direct and to the point. You should be saying something that is relevant to them. So if you're trying to sell an industrial company something, you want to make sure that your voicemail is going to say a key phrase or something in general, what it is that you guys do to get them to pay attention to it. Because if you're like, I do business insurance, right? That's relevant to them because they are a business, but it's not relevant to that position because they don't have a need or they're not the decision maker on it. But you have to make it to where it's like, in five words, can you say what it is that you do? What is the general category? Or what's one problem that you can solve as a value proposition? Like, what's your value proposition in five words? Put that in the voicemail script. You need to time yourself with this. You should not go over 20 seconds. We have two scripts that we use. I've timed myself numerous times. One script is 11 seconds long. One script is 16 second lo seconds long with me reading at my regular cadence. Just read it, hit a stopwatch, and time yourself. Make sure that when you are reading it, when you want to get into like really taking to the next level, look at yourself in a mirror or grab your phone and put it on the front facing camera, read it, record it, see what your face looks like while you're talking because that's going to emit some emotion behind it. If you're smiling, you're going to sound happy, right? Anybody that smiles is sounding happy unless you're just grinning through your teeth and it's super fake. But if you practice that and really role play that, then you will get better at it and you'll have better results when people listen to it. They don't want to hear some monotone person that's like, hey, this is Kyle. Uh, I'm just calling because I want to understand a little bit more about how we could help you guys. Like, dude, that person's getting that voicemail deleted instantly. You want to be quick to the point under 20 seconds. You don't want to drag it out, right? Get in, get out, make that call, leave that voicemail, move on. Don't get hung up on it. Update your CRM system and move on to the next step. I'm telling you with 100% certainty, this does work. And if I need to, I'm going to bring on clients on here that'll be like, dude, Kyle told me that, to do this. I put in this work. Now I'm seeing these results. If I got to do that, then I'm going to do that to prove it. Let's move on to the next part, which is going to be data management. You've got to be managing your data closely. When you're pulling in lists from ZoomInfo or whoever, you've got to make sure you try and get the most accurate information because that's just going to make you more efficient. And if you're more efficient, you're going to burn through these calls faster, get to the end result quicker, which is you're setting things up for the future state, right? You're trying to get your pipeline full for three, four, six weeks from now. So you got to start now and keep doing it. But if data is bad, it's going to hinder and slow down your sales process. So try and make sure that when you're pulling in the data, it's as accurate as possible. But you got to have a system that you're working off of, right? You got to have a system that you're working off of. You got to be logging these calls. You have to be tracking your KPIs. You have to be looking at a dashboard. Your management should be able to see this person made this many calls and these are the outcomes. You have to track your outcomes. If you just say, I made 500 calls this week and I don't know the data between how many people did you talk to, how many voicemails did you leave, wrong information, had a conversation, whatever it is, all these different areas, if you don't have that data, you can't strategically make decisions based on, okay, this is working. How do I scale it? Like, I don't want my salespeople, my sales engineers, like you sales engineers out there making 100, 140,000 a year, you're thinking like, dude, I shouldn't make phone calls. If, if you gave me that attitude, you'd be fired because it doesn't matter how much money you make as your base, you're trying to make commission and make the business grow. Cold calling should be part of that. I don't care what type of leadership level you are or what type of salary level you have. I do them here. It's not beneath anybody to make cold calls. But you got to track your data and look at the outcome. Because if it does, if you show that it works, right? If you show that I made 100 phone calls, this is how many people I talked to. I do that repeatedly week after week after week, day after day after day. 
that I'm looking at the end results. It resulted in these things came from those cold calls. If you want to, to blow it up at scale, then you can say, one, do I need to hire more salespeople? Two, do I need to try and make this so much bigger where hiring people to only make cold calls to then feed sales qualified leads over to those sales engineers because now they're so busy with all their new customers, with all their new opportunities. Like you got to track all the data and make decisions based on that. In an ideal world, your high paid salespeople are only talking to people that marketing has qualified, that they've engaged with some sort of content and marketing said, dude, check out this person. You should call them because they're opening, clicking emails. They're not responding though. Pick up the phone and call them. That's the ideal state. In order for us to get to the ideal state, marketing has got to be doing its job but you guys got to be hunting for those opportunities and bringing them in and then track all of that data as close as possible. Data rules everything. Decisions can't be made based on data, whether they are in favor of going further or saying we don't want to do this anymore. You have to track the data. I can 100% guarantee if you do the things that I'm telling you, if you have a system in place to track this data, if you have a system in place to make the phone calls efficiently, you've got your, your voicemail script down, you've got an email template to be able to send the email after you leave the voicemail, you've got email templates. If you talk to somebody and say, you know what, I didn't see that voicemail, but if you can send me over some information to, to us about what it is that you guys do, I'll definitely take a look at it. Now, that could be one of two things. They could either be just trying to get off the phone with you or maybe they really are interested, but you want to be able to have that on the ready. You don't want to be in there typing emails and pulling documents and stuff. It's all about time management. It's all about efficiency. Have that stuff set up. If you do that and you have good data, good you know, to a certain level of people to call and you burn through it and you do it after 60 days and you literally see nothing from it, then you can say, all right, dude, it doesn't work for me, but I guarantee that you won't do that. It will not happen. You will see results from this. Most likely for you sales managers out there that have teams, you're going to see the team be like, oh, I couldn't do calls this week. So for you sales managers, let's just say the last point that isn't even on my four-point list. For you sales managers out there, what you're going to hear from your sales team are, I didn't have time. This stuff didn't work. This data is bad. I tried making the phone calls, but it wasn't going through. Now, the conversations I'm having are not with great quality people. You will hear people say that. Fix the issue if there's an issue but keep pushing to get them to do those numbers. Because at the end of the day, if your pipeline's not full, I kind of ask them, what are you doing, right? If you're a salesperson, let's say that I'm your sales manager, let's say your company brought us in because you need somebody with authority to be able to say, this is what we're doing from here on out, guys, and you're gonna take your direction from me. I'm gonna ask somebody, what are you doing for eight hours a day, right? Had a call with a client earlier today, and I'm like, this salesperson here, is he super busy with, with demos? Is he super busy doing this? Is she super busy doing that? No. They're new. Been with us a few months. So I'm like, what are you doing all day? What are they doing all day? The, the response to it is, I don't know. Right? Salespeople in industrial a lot of times have a lot of flexibility. I know I've been there. You can become complacent. You can be like, dude, I've got my book of business. I'm not going to go out and do cold calls now. I'm making $225,000 a year. Okay, that's fine if that's all you want to make, but I could bring in a salesperson that wants to make 325 a year and is willing to do the work. But if you look at it from the standpoint of that salesperson, what are they doing for eight hours a day if they're not making cold calls, they're not sending LinkedIn connection requests, they're not following up on emails, they're not doing demos or meetings with people, they're not filling out RFQs for people, they're not sending proposals, they're not doing cold visits, what is it that they're doing? Most likely they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs 
collecting a paycheck and having a really easy eight hour day, right? Because they're only really working for a couple of it. So sales managers, you need to tell your sales team to do this, hold them accountable and make sure one thing that I did not mention in here in the process is leave a voicemail, you send an email, send a LinkedIn connection request, find the people that you're calling on LinkedIn, send them a connection request. Then you can send them messages on LinkedIn. Hey, hey, Laura, I just left you a voicemail on your desk phone. You can send that, send that through email. You can also do that through LinkedIn messages if you've connected with them. Just want to see if I can get 10 minutes of your time to have a conversation about how we can help you do this. Now, once you get into those conversations, that's the presentation side. That's the pitch. That's a whole course on Technical Sales University of how to give technical sales presentations and not show up and throw up, which is what most technical salespeople do. That's just, hey, here's all the information I have about what it is that we do. They throw up all the information. It's not from a conversation standpoint. It's not solution-based selling. It's not going in and asking questions and fact-finding and then developing the solutions specific to their needs, only talking about things that are specific to their needs. I can go on and on, and maybe we'll do that on another live where I go through exactly how to give presentations. But there's a course in Technical Sales University all about that that goes through it for about an hour. That's it for right now. Stay tuned for Monday's live and next week, Wednesday's live. We go live twice a week, Monday and Wednesday at noon central standard time. If you guys are interested in sales training, go over to Technical Sales University. You can enroll in that. We've got some great deals going on right now. If you guys want to message me on LinkedIn and say, dude, we want to know more about how MFG Tribe and how we can impact your sales team, shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Send me an email to kyle at mfgtribe.com. We do both sides of it, technical sales, industrial marketing. Check us out at mfgtribe.com. If I'm not connected to you on LinkedIn, send me a connection request. And as I've been saying for the last few weeks, as long as you're not going to try and sell me some shit that I don't need, that I will accept that connection request. And stay tuned to next week's live, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.